Hi, this is Russ Teitelman, and you're listening to Fab Four Free For All. Hey, it's Tony Chiguardo from Fab Four Free For All here. Just got back from New York City with Mitch and Rob after experiencing the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band 50th Anniversary Playback. And quite an experience it was. More on that in the coming weeks. But for now, here is our interview from today with Giles Martin. Yep, the man who was at the helm. It's right here on Fab Four Free For All. And a new full episode will be coming soon. Meanwhile, Giles Martin. Thank you for being here with us. It was an amazing experience, wasn't it? Yeah. But I do want to ask, you know, Pepper is such an iconic album. And nobody screws with Pepper. (laughs) Until now. (laughs) Until now. How did you feel when you first had the daunting task of trying to remix Pepper? Well, to be honest with you, we gained confidence in mixing the number ones, which I didn't want to do. Number ones came out, and you know, it's that I had this belief from the Beatles were kind of they made their records for mono, you know, central vocals, drums coming in the center pretty much, and we couldn't do that all the time. So, based on the monos, you kind of gain confidence, and once you're gaining confidence, you kind of go, okay, let's try this. And here's the thing it's not as though we're mixing, we're remixing the album, and it's gonna come out. We remix the album and see how good we're getting at it. And then we decide it's going to come out. Does that make sense? Yes, yes it does. So, so that gives you immense freedom because no one hears it. It's not like you're hearing all our mistakes. Yeah. You, yeah, did, you did tease it about a year ago. You said, I'm working on something psychedelic. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, so that's the, so that's the thing. It's like, you know, okay, we're going to try and do this. And then if it doesn't work, then we'll never know. We'll never know. So, right. Right. so yeah, I have that protect, protection ring around me. Um, your father, when he did the anthologies, took different takes of songs and made them into one new one. Was there any thought process with the... With the extras of this? Yes, because these are individual takes. Yeah, no, I no, you know what? I thought the reason why he did that, and I knew him, you know, him acting better than anyone probably. <laughs> the reason why he did that is because they had to condense um, things down because of the anthology. You know, I know, I know what he's like. He's brilliant and meticulous. But with this, you can luxuriate in the fact. So I wanted to keep the tracks. The hardest thing with the extras was trying to keep the tracks as raw as possible. And me not to start. There's always like to do in a straight jacket. Because you can't you can't help yourself because wait a second, that bass is a bit boomy or we should do this or you know and I didn't I suddenly realized if I started doing that or even adding there's no effects on anything on the on the extras. There's no plate reverb, there's nothing. It's just what's on tape. Because I thought that's what you guys wanted to hear. Yes. It's yeah. tough yeah. to do that right. because you're going against your best yeah. instincts. But yeah. actually it's only when you listen back you actually that sounds good. It's funny. Well, I was I appreciate that your dad made new versions of songs. Yeah. I, I really yeah. appreciate that. Well I, I kinda did that for love though. Yeah, um, heavily, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know so uh, I thought, you know, for extras, what you, what you guys want to hear is what comes off the four tracks, not okay. me interpreting what comes off the four track. Does that make sense? I'm trying to sure. get Definitely. myself out of the I'm way. I'm sure you'd have fun with <laughs> that, though. Oh, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't let me Do you lose. go home and have your private mixes? That you <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. D- d- it must have been a challenge because you also have the two, you know, the effects at the end of uh, Good Morning, Good Morning, and you also have the... Uh, uh, the calliope effects and things like that, and yeah. benefit of Mr. Kite. 
Was that all found to be found on one reel? There was the stories of the tape being thrown up in the air and cut up. And that is that is on the four track. That's recording to the four track. Okay. So, so were you able to go back to like that original tape with the uh, cuts? I don't actual... think we did. I think that got transferred. I, no, I think that was transferred. We did find the tape of that, and that was transferred, but transferred cool. a while back. Things like the Good Morning Effects, yes, tape. Um, Things like the audience, which was from a Beyond the Fringe yes. thing, yeah. we we found the tapes of that as well. Oh wow! Yeah, because like, so we want to be in stereo, you know. That's right. So we can do things. Yeah, there's a, we're pretty meticulous over this, you know, finding source material because. You know, here's the thing, As I remember years ago when I started when I when I realized that I was going to end up doing the love thing. I was sort of auditioned for it, and I said to a friend of mine, "God, do I, do I really want to do Beatles stuff?" And he said to me, he was a mix engineer. And he goes. Do you realize that if you don't do it, you have any, any idea how many people want to do it? And you think about how many brilliant there are people in the world that will do Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. And so you realize we better do yeah. a bloody good job of it. It's as simple as that. Does that yeah. make sense? You say you're yeah. so, oh, so meticulous. When, yeah, definitely. When did this start? When did you get involved with the project? Well, I'm always involved in Beatles things. You but know, when, when did stop. they say Sergeant Pepper? Well, Sergeant they, they Pepper. didn't say. They, we just talked about it, and then you start thinking about it. And I started thinking about the mixes last summer. You know, because I know it's on the four track, and I can so we sort of do it in my head. Started talking to Sam, and then we actually didn't mix until December. We mixed the album in two weeks, and then remixed and remixed and remixed. You know, basically, yeah. like New Year. So I mixed the album in two weeks, then I went and did all the extras, and that was a pain because I was like, thinking, <laughs> "Is this right?" You know, right. That's and then I went back and we went and remixed again, and then we did the five one, and then we looked at that, and then so it's that process. So that's what happened. Because the thing is, it's important that we get it right. You know, there's so many nuances, Definitely. details. They're not the details of can you hear George's count, they're details of how does the song make you feel. That's yeah. the most important thing to me. You don't want to be too brash, or you want to, you want to make it feel the same way it did before, right. but be a new mix. Just, you know, listening to all the outtakes that you did, George always said, Harrison, always said that he wasn't really involved with Pepper that much. But you hear him you're talking in the, in the take that came out today. What did you think about that? I mean, did, did he have a valid point? Was he... Was he there? Was he present? Was he on? Well, I think Paul was Paul was kind of driving Pepper with John. Yeah. Um, but he was involved, you know. But I think he, you know, he. I think he felt he was as less involved than he was later on with White Album, yeah, you know, sure. for, yeah. for example. So that's yeah. probably in comparison. It was kind of the the beginning of the birth of George. So yeah, that's so. But but also. but they, you know what? They were all always involved. Like Ringo always had a role. It was like he'd be the person who went, "Well, that's shit." You know, and they go, really? And they go, yeah. And, you know, that was his, you know, that. And if you think about Ringo's drumming on Pepper, it's extraordinary. And the drum sounds on Pepper are amazing. Uh, I mean, now, I think I'm a drummer, oh my God. That was yeah, amazing. Yeah, they, amazing. I mean, but that's on tape. That's not, I mean, we can, I can claim yeah. all the credit you I want. But that's no, fact clean, that, the fact that the fact is on tape. Little half of my friends, lovely Rita, the drum sound is just mind-blowing. It's, as kids would say, it's sick. It's really <laughs> sick. The, the, the kick drum on Sergeant Pepper's reprise. It's like. You guys put Story Fields and Penny Lane on. Was there any consideration because it was from the sessions of putting the early Only a Northern song on there? That you know it's on anthology. Yeah, no, we no, we thought about that. That was that was definitely a conversation. Um, and I thought well, the the thing about Only Northern song ended up being on a submarine. Yeah, so ended up a different album. So that's yeah. a different thing. And we didn't want to, you know, it was kind of there was discussions within the group about whether it was actually meant for Pepper or not. Yeah. Really, you know, I mean, Paul talks about it. Yeah. We're not sure if it really was actually, you know, that was a conversation. Or my dad rejected it, mm. famously, apparently, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, so what do you want to do, celebrate the, uh, celebrate the fact that he rejected a song on Pepper? 
Because and then you start thinking about well, Magical Mystery Tour was recorded after they finished the mixes. So should yes. we stick that on there as well? Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? It's like so yeah. it becomes this. Right. It becomes this sort of hodgepodge of, and so you, you have to be direct. Hole. Yeah. So 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 I decided not to go in the rabbit hole, and that's what we have. What we have. Do they actually on the gibberish at the end? Do they, are they really? Doing something? No. I mean, no. What, what was? What's? Where the gibberish come from? Is that all just one? Yeah, it's all just one thing, and I don't know what it is. It's just this thing. I, there's no monster track of it. It's just this. I don't know. And Paul doesn't know. I mean, like it's just this thing. Yeah. Is it living on a tape that just says the gibberish? Like where the hell? No, no, <laughs> take, I, it's, it's, I have a question about the 5.1. We like 5.1. We love the love oh, soundtrack. <laughs> Um, I like what, what was what was like making a 5.1 because it's brand it was new, great and it's much we decided to be much braver and cheat a lot more <laughs> than we did on like like love not like overlaid tracks but things like when we did a 5.1 of um, Strawberry Fields I found another string take so I had strings in, in, in stereo because I think the fight I you know I said to Sam I went okay for this I want to press the boundaries much more and let's not be trying let's, for number ones we were kind of conservative with the 5.1 Mind you, we sometimes we're dealing with three tracks, right? right? But right. those are the six tracks, the six channels. So, the five on a pepper, we tried to push the boundaries as much as possible with, without being crass, without being in a situation where you have too much discreet stuff where you're going, why is it coming? Why don't we back to my right ear? You know. So yeah, I think I'm I'm ha really happy with the five one of this actually. It sounds, is, it sounds is there going to be more five point one? Uh, down yeah. the not, not yeah, pepper, I think so. Yeah. I think we if if the question is, are we going to be? Is there going to be more oh. mixing? Okay. The really cool thing is you were talking about bringing them back around as a band. And yeah. I really felt with this mix that that was achieved well, I think, so well. Well, thank you. I think that's the key here. The key is to, the key is to you know, people, people write about and discuss what the magic is. The magic is the fact like you can have a magical evening with friends. Yeah. It's that. It's like, you know, what yeah. made that evening great? It's like, was it the wine or was it Dave or was it... It's the fact that, that the magic was they got together and they just made a noise that yeah. was extraordinary. And I think that's going to keep the youth side of it going. I think, I think so that, too. I think the young people are really digging organic and it takes an album that sort of had... And I won't, I won't say trendy, but like you said, the stereo mix was an afterthought. Yeah. And stereo was new and cool and I'll put this over there and I'll put this over yeah. here. You, of course, you took that stereo feel and you brought it back to an organicness. I think that that just is you. Yeah, I'm really happy with what we've done. I think it's. I think I'm really happy. Brilliant, okay. man. Thank, Thank you, you so you. much. Thank you. Thank you. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is "My Dolly" by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate available on its debut album, Digital Retro, and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All.